Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. What's going on with this weather? It's like blue skies, beautiful, like 80 degrees. Now it's like, I feel like I'm living at the coast. Bruce Barnum, Portland State football head coach, joining us, coming off a big win. How you doing, coach? Hey, uh, that was a fun one, you know. Blue skies uh, when you win, no matter what. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was yeah. cool. Conference game, you know, they snuck one on us in 19. It still irks me. Uh, on a quarterback slide where you mark the ball when he slides, yada, yada. So we got him this, this year. It was good to get one back. It looks like you got a quarterback who uh, can run the ball, can throw the ball. Uh, did you see that coming? Uh, yeah. I mean, you and I have talked about him. I thought I had one in the coffers when Davis left and brought Sasseray, uh, uh in as a true freshman and kind of developed him. He learned the system and um it, it was fun it's been fun to watch him grow it's been fun to watch him take it over it's fun to, and now now it's a really cool time you know as you develop that position it's kind of different you know than old line and linebacker get to the ball uh you know block right and zone use your you know your thump them use your hand with him it's how do we manage the game you know you watch it you go back to the game we just won and i mean you have to critique it, even though I mean he was, he, he did a lot of, he did a lot right, you know. He got Big Sky Player of the Week and all that hoopla, but you know, going through, seeing how to manage the game and change it and uh, move the change in this four-minute situation, you know, that's fun. That, that's fun. Dante Sachere, am I saying that right? Yes, Sachere. It's, it's Sachere. spelled Chichiris, but yeah, um, Dante Sachere. 22 of 28 for 274 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, passing. Ran 12 times for 128, two touchdowns. Um, you guys led this game, I think it was 28-7 going to the fourth quarter. It got kind of tight at the end. Like, how tight was it? I didn't actually see the game, but I saw it in 35-27. Were you getting nervous at the end, or was it in hand the whole way? No, it, it was, you know, Mike Lund, our SID, talked about that, that a little bit. It, uh, you're always nervous. You know, I, I remember beating North Texas and setting a record for FC over S over FBS, and I was nervous that game. And you know we're up six or four, five, whatever in the third quarter. You're always nervous as a coach because winning college football games, it's hard. It's hard to win a game, and, and everybody's good, and everybody can come back. And you know you have to take all those things in. You know what are they going to do now that they're kind of pushing the desperate button? You know. Are they going to go for it on fourth down in their own territory, you know, uh, leech it up? Are they going to, you know, what, how are they going to respond? Are they going to onside kick? What onside kick are they going to do? So it's a different part of the game. It's kind of fun. But I like how my team, how my players and my coaches responded uh, in that situation. Bruce Barnum, Portland State football coach, is our guest. 
Uh, coming off a win over Northern Arizona, 35-27, you will now turn to a game. Lincoln is coming to Portland State. This is a team from California, the Oaklanders. Uh, tell us what you know about Lincoln. Well, uh, great question. I mean, they, they just started their program. Um, a couple years ago, uh, Division Two. I thought I had another game. Uh, the contract didn't get signed. I thought I had an FCS game. Found out in the middle of the summer, so I called some teams, and well, we got Lincoln in here, and um, we have film on them. We don't have a lot of information, you know. We have their last three games uh, that they played. Uh, I know a coach that used to be there, Al Simmons. He was a Pac-12, Pac-10 bounce around guy that I worked with. At Idaho State for a little while, and um, not a lot. So we're kind of focusing on us. We know their base coverages, and you can get out of base coverages, uh, John. You can get your base game plan. You know, um, so uh, I like where we're at. Our, our kids are locked in. Like I said, you know, one and one in conference, um, in a tough ass conference. Uh, they, I like the path. They're they're preparing and we had a hell of a practice today yeah give me an idea what you you know because this could be i don't want to i don't want to disrespect any opponent but this feels like a game where you might be able to get some guys some work who don't normally get into games am i am i you know like ideally in the second half you'd like to be in that position am i reading too much into that knock on wood i hope so you know no we're on preparing those kids a little bit at the end of practice I mean, I don't have any secrets. Uh, at the end of practice, we are, the uh, last 10 minutes, I brought up uh, some of our young guys just to make sure if they have that opportunity um, uh, that they're, you know, they're prepared because they've been running scout cards of our opponents. So make sure they're ready to go. Um, whether it happens or not, who knows. You know, we'll have to be uh, in control uh, for that to happen, but... Uh, we'll, we'll see, but I'll, I'll have them prepared whether it happens or not. I was uh, ranting in the opening segment, and I said, you know what Portland State needs? They need to go public right now. They need to demand that they get back into Providence Park, play one game in there, play two games in there. I think, I think this is the time to go public with it. There's a lot of public pressure out there. Um, you know, I know what, it, what would it mean to you to just get a game, one game in next season there, or two games next season there, just get a foot back in there? Well, well, great question, because that came across my desk last week, uh, John. Not across my desk, but, well, it did. I mean, somebody came in. I had a brass come in and say, hey, it looks like we might get a game in Providence. We're not, you know, next year or the following year, I'm going to try to get this year, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you know, is that because, you know, Gonzano uh, uh, rooked me into speaking my mind again, you know, about not playing there or what? Well, you know, uh, it might happen. That could happen. Now, I haven't heard. I feel poor little hate me for this, but I, I, there's something going on there now. I, I haven't had time to read it. I saw protesters uh, on the news. I just haven't. We've been in the office pretty late. I don't, I don't even know what the hell's going on. Sean yeah. has sent me something about the soccer team. I haven't had time yeah. to read it yet. Just It's really disappointing stuff. I mean, I'll just summarize it in this. Like, you know, it's just an organization losing its way and it's really disturbing disappointing and you know players didn't deserve that and we can all shake our heads at it and like you know you you run a program and you got to be you got to be the guy like if there's stuff that's going on inside the program it always comes back on you as the head coach 
Yes, it does. You know, and there's there's hard decisions, and you know, uh, it, there's disgruntled employees. There's everything. You know, but yet I'm doing it my way. Um, and if you don't want to do it my way, uh, you have to make changes. And if you're not doing the right thing, you know, I have to make the. It was harder when, uh, when I first started. I will say that because I don't. I think I was. I, I, uh, I think I was too nice. My lease was too long. You know. But now I have certain things. You're going to do this, 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 and this, or you're not part of us. And I'm not going to do it right away. I'll warn you and you know all that. But you have to run it because you're right. It does come back to you. And um, uh, when everything's said and done, uh, when I walk away, I'm going to say, you know what, I did it my way and didn't wasn't influenced. But you are initially because you're like, uh, you know, you kind of get caught up in it. But there's a lot to that. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> It, it, it that's that's the adage or the saying um oh you think you want to be a head coach huh because there is there's a lot of stuff that comes across your plate uh away from football now i enjoy it i love conflict um you know i don't know if all people do because but i invite it i mean I, I think it's fun i think it's better than watching uh, oh shoot i wish i knew a name what's the name of a reality tv show uh uh, one of those reality TV shows, The yeah. Island or something. The Housewives of Portland State. Right, that's not a good one, John. But <laughs> hey, there's look, real ones on the I, TV. I got a, I got a question for you. I thought about you yesterday. I saw that story. Did you see the story where the guys who were in the uh, walleye, the walleye competition in Ohio, where they were throwing weights into the fish and cheating the competition, and they got caught? Did you see that? You know, my brother sent me that. My brother what? sent me that. You know, I, I thought they checked for that. So I thought, I heard, I've never been to one of those tournaments. You know, I'd probably win it, but I, I, I've never been to one. I thought they, somebody told me they ran up, because I said, oh, you know, you could just fill it up a split shot. Yeah. They said, oh, no, no, they run them through metal detectors before they <laughs> weigh them. Somebody told me that, so I don't know how that happened. But um, Loretta Lynn, though, did you hear about that today? Uh, yeah. we, we had Coal Miner's daughter, first yeah. song at practice today. You know, she passed away today. I'm sure. You, uh, you know what? You're. Do you listen to country music? Is that your thing? I listen to it all. What do they call it? Genres or genre? Yeah. Whatever the type you, of song. I listen you, to it all. You bring country. You, when you like bring a country music song out to practice, you probably got about a third of the guys in the team that'll that'll be uh, be okay with it. And well, I walked out there today, you know, and I, I said, a person helps me with the music, so I don't know how to do it. Uh, but I tell them what song I want. I said, this one first, please. And then the kids' stuff, plays, after whatever I say. But I said, this one first, and I'm walking out with somebody, uh, not my age, but, you know, halfway my age, from the players. And I go, you know what? Um, I don't think anybody on this field is going to know, number one, why I'm playing this song. Yeah. And number two, I bet they never listen to it again. And they started arguing with me. Oh no, they have the internet, <laughs> and they 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 know they're at Lynn, and they know, and they'll hear it. Now they're going to hear it. Now that you played it at practice, I'm like, hey, I got I, I got to go figure out third down. See you. Did they know it? I didn't ask. Shit, John. Or shoot, John. A lot of lot of drama, a lot of build up for that story, and then you didn't you didn't ask the guys. Uh, hey, I got another question for you. Um, you know you. You are a guy who does the fishing, and you like some country music and whatnot. Do you ever take your guys fishing? Do you can you do a team fishing trip, or is that just too much trouble? I've tried. Uh, you know, on the Americana tour, I called the play, I've called two places. Once we were down in um, 
uh, San Francisco area. We did the uh, we, we had we wanted to do something. Um, uh, we ended up doing Alcatraz, but I called a fleet, a commercial fleet. Guy had two boats, and I said, "Listen, I, I don't. All I want to do is get a hundred people." He said, oh, I can do that in two boats. I said, uh, you don't have to go way out. I, I don't need tuna. You know, we don't need to lose yeah. the horizon. Just take them out and throw some weights on, uh, you know, 100 yards offshore and let them catch some bottom fish. Say they did it. Well, you know, take some photo ops and we'll be done. But he wanted, they charged me full price. They're like, oh, yeah, we can do that for like $100. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, 50 yards offshore. Don't even start the boat. Just drift out there. Put the anchor down. No, 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 no. We have to. Uh, so it didn't work out. But I tried. I tried there, and I, we tried once at the beach. We had a instead of I don't do skit night anymore. We go to the beach, and I tried there once. Uh, but the people I contacted there, they didn't. Everybody could find only had one boat. Couldn't fit everybody on there. Let me ask you too, Loretta Lynn, uh, dead at the age of ninety. I, I always see that I'm obsessed with my own my own death. Um, what do you 90 mean? Ninety would ninety would be good for me. Ninety would be good. Oh, I don't when think, you die? Yeah, I don't want to make a hundred. About that, I don't want to go to a hundred. Like I want them to be quality years. You ever think about that? You ever think about what's the you know how many years you want out of this thing? <laughs> I'm more of a day to day guy, I guess. Okay, you I know. need more of that in my life. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe I'm not smart enough. Yeah. You know, my brother, my brother's a, you know, when when we retire at 65 and a half or 67 and a half, you can get another $150 a month first. You need to start thinking about that. Actually, my brother and I did, and he does it because that's his world yeah. investments. Right. I'll be quick because I know you probably got somebody no, 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 famous I'm coming on. Just hanging with you. But he's like, I said, hey, take a look at my stuff, would you? He looks at it, you know, it took him about two and a half minutes he goes well he says you know little brother he says you're you're going to be able to like live in a shack you know and and fish you uh -huh. know and that's what and you live, want and live off the fat of the land but he's saying it like you know you don't have a shot at you know a peaceful retirement i said kevin all you need is a boat and some water he goes you know and we're different don't get don't me wrong I, I go to I go to, you know, I go to, what's one? I'll get in trouble for this now. I go to Albertsons. He goes to Tiffany's. You know, yeah. it's just a different lifestyle. Hey, uh, don't you get, like, uh, retirement from the university system or something like that? It's cliche, I summers do. off, all that, you know? I do. You get retirement. But in this profession, how I started, my dad was not a coach. That helps, you know. Once I got into it, uh, and you have to, I, I started when you really had to pay your years. I mean, yeah. I, God knows how long. Uh, actually, somebody in here, in this town, did an article on me. When I came back, I was at a school called American International College. We came back and played Portland State, believe it or not. And some guy from Southwest Washington, the old Columbian paper over there, did an article. And the headline, I'll never Somebody sent it to me. I go, oh, that that that's impressive. It said something like uh, Barnum gets his first full time job, <laughs> and I was like 30 years old. I'm like, that's just you know. Send that you... to your parents. Hey, right. I got a job. 
Yeah, so you know, that's that's when I started getting retirement. I mean, I'm not like these young people who graduate. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not smart like you. I don't think, okay, 90 or 91, when do I want to have that nah. last cast on the water? <laughs> yeah, well, see, yeah. I, I, I like that you know what you would like to be doing. Yeah, you know, uh, and again, who, who knows where this life takes us, but... yeah. Uh, would you want to know, like I've had people ask me, would you want to know if somebody could tell you, here's how long you're going to live, would you want that answer? I never thought about that either. Um, See, that's no, why you don't take me shoot, fishing. I would go, no, I think that would change me. Yeah? Uh, I'm all right where I'm at. I, I would, I don't drink, I might start drinking, I don't, you know, <laughs> uh, don't go to movies anymore, I might go to a movie. Uh, yeah? No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to know that, no. See, that's why you don't take me fishing, because you get me in the boat, this is what we end up doing. I end up talking you in a knot. Yeah, you know, you might be, hey, uh, why don't you wait here for a minute? I'm going to take a test run, stay on the the dock just for a minute, John. I'll be right back. (laughs) Here's some sandwiches. Yep. (laughs) Go go around the point and, you know, fish for a couple hours. Hey, the gosh darn boat broke down i'm sorry all right you you beat northern arizona you got yes. lincoln you got lincoln at home saturday hillsborough stadium two o'clock kick for people who want to check it out family two home, day family two, day. yeah two home games in a row saturday saturday for people who want to make plans lincoln and then the Weber state game at home at portland state working on a win streak go get it ready to go thanks for having us son you bet bruce barnum portland state football coach steven would you want to know uh, no, I don't want to know. Yeah, but what if, like, I kind of would want to know. What if, like, that answer is, hey, you got, like, you only have, like, four years. It would change uh, your daily habits. It would change your plan. You'd go, okay, I got to go wring what I can out of the next four years. That's true, but, you know, my wife told me this, is you should just try to live your life just to its fullest already. So if I, like, you want that answer, you somebody said, hey, it's next week, you should just live every week like that. Yeah, definitely. There you go. Bruce Barnum, good stuff. Uh, Again, they'll be home against Lincoln Saturday, October 8th, this Saturday, 2 o'clock. Leave it here. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano. Peter Sampson is up next with The Pulse from 6 to 7 on 750 The Game. Good stuff from Bruce Barnum, the Portland State football coach, in the last segment. If you are a subscriber who listens to the Konzano and Wilner podcast, you heard our interview that posted this morning with Bob Thompson, the former president of Fox Sports Networks. He had a couple of interesting things to say. He talked about Oregon and Washington and said that he does not believe that it will pencil out for the Big Ten Conference to ever or at least in this cycle, invite Oregon and Washington, I shouldn't say ever, uh, in this four- or five-year cycle, to invite Oregon, Washington, Stanford, or anybody else into the Big Ten. He said he thought Notre Dame was the only school that made sense. He also pointed out that he thought San Diego State was the only expansion candidate uh, in the land that made sense for the Pac-12 conference to add. So he, I think, expects that the Pac-12 will extend an uh, invitation to San Diego State And again, Bob Thompson's a guy who's done a whole bunch of media rights deals. He's negotiated these deals first as a 
cable provider then as the later as the president of Fox Sports Networks. But we got on the topic of bundles. Your cable provider, the bundle that you get when you buy, hey, I want the uh, basic package plus the ESPN or the sports and all that. And um, he had some interesting things to say about what he thinks is going to happen with ESPN and others as more and more people are cord cutting using Amazon and Apple and really streaming that content directly. Here's Bob Thompson, the former president, retired president of Fox Sports Networks. Listen to what he had to say here about kind of the the uh, industry as a whole. Yeah, you're right. You know, I made a lot of money first as a cable operator selling the bundle to people and then secondly as a uh, network executive selling bundles to cable operators and you know it really it came up out almost out of nowhere I mean that's what it appears like but it's definitely here I think we're getting towards uh, an inflection point the height of the bundle on satellite cable providers was at about 100 million 105 million I think were the tops for for some of the channels we're down to like 72 million and bleeding at the rate of about 1.92 million per quarter. So if you look at that, it's clear clear that there's a sea change. And I think so much more, so much so that in a couple of years at the current rate, I would not be surprised to see ESPN have a uh, concurrent feed that runs, you know, as part of ESPN Plus. Right now, ESPN Plus is, um, you know, product that by and large doesn't air on ESPN and vice versa. So I think you will see a, a channel on the ESPN Plus app that will be basically a simulcast of the feed that you would get if you were getting it through DirecTV or Comcast. Bob Thompson, the former president of Fox Sports Networks. Let's talk about what that means and how it fits into the Pac-12's plan. Because, you know, we, we heard from George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, and, you know, the Pac-12 is now negotiating its media rights with ESPN, Apple, Amazon, Fox, CBS, others. Who knows who they're talking to? Probably talking to them all, including Turner, who's been kicking the tires, too, on college football. But the Pac-12, I think, ideally, wants to have the partnership with ESPN. And then I think it wants to take that Pac-12 network content that you all groan at when you see that your football team is playing on the Pac-12 networks on a Saturday, you go what? You go, oh, you're going to have to troubleshoot that. You're going to have to do a digital obstacle course. You're going to have to find a friend who has FUBU, get the login, simulcast to your regular TV screen. Like We've all heard those nightmare stories, and I think the Pac-12 has asked you and me and our neighbors and friends, they've asked too much of us over the years. So I think ideally what Bob Thompson is saying, like, hey, streaming is becoming so mainstream, so to speak, that you, he's not going to be surprised to see ESPN go, look, there's a whole bunch of cord cutters out there that aren't getting ESPN in another way, that we can just put the regular ESPN programming inside of ESPN Plus as a separate simulcast, and you're going to reach a bunch of people who are probably millennials and younger, who are going to say, that's how I'm going to get my ESPN. Likewise, I think the Pac-12 is approaching an inflection point where it is going to be very acceptable for them to go to Amazon or Apple with that you know, Pac-12 network content, again, that everybody groans at, 
and go, look, we want to, we want wide distribution with that. We got a distribution issue anyway. People know how to find Amazon. They know how to find Apple. And, oh, by the way, this is how you boost your per-university media rights revenue from about $30 million to maybe 35 or $38 million per university. That's how you get it done if you're the Pac-12 conference. But the, but the byproduct in the end, and it's what Bob Thompson was saying in that clip, is that you know we're at this point where fewer and fewer people are doing the bundle. And more and more people are going, I'm just going to have Amazon Prime or I'm going to have Hulu or I'm going to have Apple TV and or I'm going to go direct to HBO or I'm going to you know we're all kind of piecemealing it together and in a lot in some cases frankly I think it's more cumbersome and not cost effective like when you look at the bottom line every month you know you're paying for Netflix you're paying for Hulu you're paying for this paying for that you might look back and go hey you know it was better back in the days when I was just a cable subscriber but he's basically signaling to us as a media executive who tracks these things that fewer and fewer people at the rate of 1.9 million dollars per or million subscribing households per year they're seeing that sort of attrition or quarter he said quarter 1.92 million per quarter uh, you know they're seeing the audience gravitate evolve pivot whatever you want to call it towards streamers and away from linear television so if you're the Pac-12 you're really going look if you're if you're losing about 2 million households per quarter let's just say you lose 8 million a year you're talking about like how many years are we talking about before streaming overtakes the cable subscribers and the bundlers and and such and i kind of feel like that number is out there and the consultants probably know it but just spitballing here it feels to me like it would be like about 3 to 4 years from now where you're going to see a significant line of demarcation where people just sort of pivoted all the way towards streamers. Feels like it's, I'm going to say like 36 months from now, that, you know, your your mom's not going to kind of be overwhelmed by the thought or the idea of streaming something on Amazon or Apple. Like, I think we're getting there. And the audience is also aging, right, as this is happening. So you're getting... You know, people who are more used to having that ability and having that technology in their household and they know what to do with it. So I think, you know, I wrote today at johnconzano.com and my takeaway from the interview, the interview was like 50 minutes of gold. But the my big takeaway, uh, one of the big takeaways was that the the irony is, you know, what do you do when you see your team announced as, hey, the game's going to be on the Pac-12 network? We all groan. We groan because there's a there's a distribution issue. Are we going to be able to find it? How how hard is it going to be for me to get that game? Can I watch it? You know, do I have to go to somebody's house? Do I have to go to a sports bar? Like, you know, can I, you know, can I get it? And then the second part of it is those games and the kickoff times for those games are generally not great. So you have late kickoffs and you got crappy distribution on the Pac-12 networks, which you combine those things. The takeaway is when people see Pac-12 network. You have a bad feeling. I have a bad feeling. And it's no fault of, like, Yogi Roth, Ashley Adamson, Nick Aliotti, uh, Nigel Burton. It's no fault of all the great producers, all the great directors, the camera operators, the people who work behind the scenes at the Pac-12 Network. They're all really talented people, and the programming's pretty damn good. But the problem is you just can't get the games. You can't find them. And there's a brand, a broken brand with the Pac-12 Network. So 
I think the irony is that the the fact that we hate the late kickoffs, we we don't like the Pac-12 network, but the irony is those are the things that are going to save the Pac-12. I shouldn't say save it. Those are the things that are going to pull the Pac-12 together and help stabilize it because I think they're going to be able to get a deal with Amazon or Apple for the Pac-12 network content. Now, it's only 36 football games per year. The rest of it would be women's basketball, some men's basketball, baseball, softball, gymnastics, whatever shoulder programming that they come up with. Uh, But I think it's really interesting to kind of think about it in that context because I think, you know, you and I probably see the Pac-12 networks and we groan, but I think about 36 months from now when it's on Amazon or on Apple and it's available and uh, the universities are going, hey, we got an extra 5 or $8 million a year because of the Pac-12 networks, this thing – you know the fact that we're producing it, uh, it you know it's printing money, um, and that's the 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 secret inside Amazon and Apple is they don't they're not equipped to produce live sports events. They're just not equipped to do it. Even the MLB games that are on Apple are produced by the MLB Network, and the MLS soccer games that are going to be on Apple will be produced by Major League Soccer. So I think it's really interesting to kind of go, hey, the Pac-12's already got the production arm in there that they can just sell this ready-made and packaged to Apple and Amazon, boom, done. And here is the sad or only, only maybe so sad it's funny anecdote. I was in Arizona at Arizona State at a football game about five, six years ago, and I was talking to Larry Scott, then the commissioner of the Pac-12 conference in the press box at Sun Devil Stadium. And I asked him, I said, why not put the Pac-12 network on Apple TV? This is a guy who lived in the Bay Area. You know what he said to me? He said, what's Apple TV? I'm just going to leave it right there. Leave it here. Big Splash next. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.